0: Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far Podcast where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 miles to 1,000 miles away. I'm Mike, the Far in This Equation. And I'm John, the Near in This Equation. And today we're going to discuss moving to the Orlando area. This is part two in our series. And we're going to talk with John about what it took to actually make the move. Last week we covered... The whole thought process, the details of getting to the point where you could move to Orlando financially and physically and, and emotionally and all those things that, you know, go into uh, making that decision with your family and with yourself. And today uh, we are going to discuss the actual physical moving, the, the all everything that goes into the move itself. With that, take it away, John. All right,
1: um, just a little recap, uh, and this is just about the house part. Um, We viewed the house before we bought it while we were on vacation. We left Epcot one day and, you know, drove just a couple of miles away to look at the house. And that brings me to another point, too. I chose a house very close to Walt Disney World. It was literally two miles away from Disney. And one of the reasons I did that was um, it's a much safer house to resell because when you're that close to Disney, people are willing to buy it for a variety of reasons, including cast members, including people who just want to live that close, people who want to rent it to vacationers. It's uh, when you're that close, it can be a very, in my mind, at least, I thought this would be a house that. I could easily sell if I needed to sell. I've heard of people buying houses in Florida, like an hour from Disney, out in the middle of nowhere, and they decided they didn't want it anymore, and they don't have a choice. Nobody wants that house. You know, it's mm. it's not that much in demand, depending on you know the how the housing markets go. So anyway, I I flew down, or we we viewed the house while on vacation, uh, made offers from Pennsylvania. And you know, we're quite surprised as we talked about in the last episode when they actually accepted an offer that I didn't think they ever would. So we bought a house in Kissimmee for 500 or $205,000. think I have a different podcast. When I said <laughs> you,
0: you were thinking of that place a little bit north of the Magic Kingdom, yeah, I think.
1: That's they don't let me in there, but anyway. Two hundred and five thousand dollars, which you know, I thought was a great deal. This house was empty for a year, and I was a bit concerned because why on earth would this house be empty for a year? And I it just I kept thinking something must be wrong with it, you know. So when we when we had the property inspected, I mentioned that to them. I mentioned it to the realtor. I said, please look extra close because this thing has been empty a long time and if something's wrong with it, I need to know, you know, like, luckily, everything worked out great. There was nothing, nothing significantly wrong with it other than, you know, they said, well, this, you know, the, this drain doesn't work. It's a slightly clogged, like just little nothing things. So the inspection went well. And I flew down for, the, I had to fly to Florida for the final walkthrough and to go through the uh, closing paperwork. And luckily, the sellers were nice and allowed us to close, I think, like four or five weeks after the offer, after we made it. Like we tried to push that back because we knew my daughter was still in school and we needed time for her to be done with the school year and to move and pack everything and go. Because, you know, I'm, we're all still working, things like that. So I flew down in May, did the walkthrough. uh um, um, you know flew back everything went fine and now i'm in pennsylvania and i own a house a thousand miles away in florida and i gotta figure out how to get all of my stuff there <laughs> all my joke from pennsylvania that i've had there for you know my whole basically my whole adult life so you know we started purging everything we don't need which i think is normal we cleaned out the attic we threw away a lot of things and. This stuff took forever, but what I also did was we we had two cars and I decided I want to take a moving truck and a car to Florida. So about two weeks later, you know, we were getting things ready to move that we did not need that weren't that important, like, you know, decorations. uh, uh, Just if you look around your house, think of stuff that you could be without for two weeks. And that's what I was packing, all the extra stuff, all the things that you don't need. And so I I filled a large moving truck and I got a uh, I went to Home Depot, rented one of the rider trucks. I forget the size, but it was just about as big as you could get uh, and not need a CDL license. Mm. And it also had the uh, car uh, trolley thing on the back, which are also huge because they can handle any size car. So that scared me a bit. Like that weighed on me for a while, thinking how am I going to drive this gigantic monstrosity a thousand miles to Florida and by myself. But that's what I you know, that's what I that's what we decided to do. That the the decision was I'm going to take one truckload down. And the car and one of the cars and you know i i and then uh i was gonna fly back so that's what i did i i drove all the way down and you know after about 30 minutes or so i got used to how the mirrors were like you can see the lines in the road on the mirror and that truck just fit on the road like there's probably three inches on either side to fit in the lines but just like anything else, you get used to it. And by the time I got to Florida, I felt like an old pro with it. Like I was like, oh, I could drive a tractor trailer probably. good. Okay. Mm. but and speaking of that, too, in one of the rest stops, I, I pulled up and stopped and I parked right next to one of the 18 wheelers, my truck and the uh, the car tow was the same size 18 wheeler fit in the same parking spot right next i took a picture of them both side by side so it's a little scary but when you see somebody driving a rider truck like that just remember they're not trained because they let me just have this thing and i can't believe they did it because luckily i did well but i couldn't imagine just anybody driving one of those big trucks like that it's crazy
0: I, I've and, driven one, by the way. I know exactly what you're
1: going through there. <laughs> so, so yeah, I got to Florida and I, uh, I, 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 I took the car off and I parked it in the garage and, uh, you know, I emptied the truck. I backed the truck up and I just put everything I could into the house and garage. If something was too heavy and I could only make it to the garage, then that's what I did. And, it was quite a process in the July heat of Florida, moving all this stuff in by myself. And again, I, 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 I it took probably about 24 hours or so to make it from Pennsylvania to Florida because you can't drive fast in a gigantic filled truck. And, you know, it, it's, it took forever. And so I, uh, I did that. I returned the truck to Home Depot. I got a... a lyft or uber back to my new house in florida and just cleaned up a little bit down there and did some things and uh, then i got an uber back to the airport and flew home again so and now the next step was this is probably like sometime in june the next step was we need to be ready on july 1st to actually move everything down like the rest of us We still had one car there and it was a honda pilot so it was a bigger car but we had four dogs and two cats and my wife and my daughter and all of our stuff so that was the next one to line up so that was a bit tricky like uh, we had friends come over and help us you know loading up the last days and stuff we ended up sleeping downstairs the last day because our bed was in the moving truck we slept on the pull-out couch and just kind of got up at like four in the morning and, you know, loaded up the animals and headed out the door for a, another 24-hour trip. With I was driving the moving truck, and my wife was driving the uh, Honda Pilot. And that was a big deal, too, because I was always the driver because she has a tendency to fall asleep. <laughs> like, she's not the you know drive all night kind of person she's the sleep at night kind of person so it's it's uh uh, my daughter was with her and i guess they had quite the time of singing songs and doing whatever they could think of to keep my wife awake and alert (laughs) and Hmm. i we made it as far as the welcome to florida center and uh, i i remember we had to pull in and we all you know slept in the car a little bit took a nap there and stuff but it was quite the process to get there, though. And with all the animals and stuff, we didn't want to, you know, we didn't really want to stop overnight because four dogs is a lot. I don't think any hotel's going to be like, oh, sure, bring four dogs in. But it probably would have been smarter to try to do something. But we, we just wanted to get it over with. So we, we went right there. And we have a uh, my brother-in-law lives in southern Florida, like towards uh, Boca Raton area. And uh, so my sister-in-law and brother-in-law came up uh, the following day after we made it to the new house and actually helped move furniture, put things together, helped us get everything in order. So that that was nice because the entire first truck was 100% me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was rough. And I got everything off the truck myself for this part. But like I said, they came up and helped organize it and you know, just gave a hand and uh, get everything together so that that worked out well so at this point we're living in Florida and I still have my job because I was able to uh, get a job uh, re- working remotely and work there long enough that I felt comfortable that <clears throat> you know I can move to Florida and be it's not risky or anything so I, I had had that job about five years. My wife, however, lost all of her income because she worked, she did salon work at home and did a little bit of LuLaRoe on the side, but the LuLaRoe thing had already been declining for months. And that didn't last long once we got to Florida. You could kind of see it on the wall that <clears throat> the popularity and everything was just going down. And so that stopped and she, so, her thing was she wanted to uh, she wanted to work for Disney, which was part of her dream. You know, she always wanted to do that. And so she started applying and that took weeks too. like, just to hear back from him. Like the process was you'd get an e- email back and then two weeks later, another, and it's like, it, it just took forever. Even when she got hired, it took weeks for training to be scheduled. And I'm like, if you were really depending on money, you'd run out of it before you actually got to the point of actually working for Disney because it's not a quick process. So, you know, she took a part-time job at the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique because it's hair related. You don't actually do the hair, but you style it. And She was a good fit there. And uh, so eventually she got on full time there too. I think it took like a year or two. You know, because Disney doesn't like to give full-time to just anybody because it's very difficult to get rid of a full-time worker or part-time they can just say, no hours are available. So, But anyway, I might be drifting off in another direction. But what else do we need to cover about this part?
0: Well, I was just kind of curious from a timing standpoint. So your first trip down when you brought that first load of stuff, you drove straight through i'm assuming with your truck and yep. and all that and once you got down there did you stay overnight at that point did you stay overnight somewhere or did you go right to the airport after you unloaded the? oh truck? no
1: i stayed here overnight i i ordered an amazon uh it's kind of like a the tempur-pedic type material and like this little folding couch slash bed thing and i I had that set or no, I I ordered it in Pennsylvania and I took it with me uh, coming down because I knew I need somewhere to sleep and all our beds and everything are still in Pennsylvania. So I stayed here. I got here, unpacked, slept here, and I think it was probably the next day that I flew back. But somewhere in there, I got to go to Disney again for at least a couple hours. How in the heck could I
0: not go to some park for
1: just a little
0: bit, you know? Yeah. Did you you already have an annual pass at that
1: point? Oh, yeah, yeah. We already had annual passes because we were vacation club members, and you could get the gold pass for the same price as Florida residents, and we would do that thing where, you know, if we went... uh, December 30 well, we would go one week less than a year for our following year's vacation to get two trips out of one annual pass And you can skip a year of annual pass and do it again you know what I mean like if you went on uh, if you went on let's get a good date uh December 1st through the 8th the first year the next year go on november 21st through the 30th so it's one year two two trips one annual pass right and then and then if you only go every year you can skip your annual pass till the next so you end up getting really good use out of it you know you get two trips per pass and you get the and with vacation club it was only like five hundred dollars for a pass which is so close to tickets by the time you divide that by two trips and the tickets you would have spent it's cheaper Right. that was one of those things we did so we just had annual passes already when we were moving
0: uh when you how long did it take you to uh when you actually moved down uh did you do that and just i mean did you go straight through did you stop on the way down you know especially given that your wife had never Driven down herself you know
1: we didn't really stop until the Florida thing and that was just for a shut your eyes in the car for a half hour or something and then keep going mm. so yeah and when I did it too I did the same thing I think it was around like four or five in the morning I pulled into a I actually pulled off the side of the road like the big trucks do at, at after the rest stops I just pulled over along with the trucks all over it and just laid down in the cab and slept for you know half hour 40 minutes got up and kept on going so i didn't we didn't get any hotels or anything or stop
0: and uh your second trip where you moved basically the entire household did you also get a big truck like you did previously or oh was yeah it,
1: a... it was basically the same size truck i just didn't get the car pulley that time because okay. my wife was driving and i couldn't put um my wife daughter myself and all our pets in the cab of the car and i can't put them in the back because it would get too hot you know we needed a air-conditioned car so i guess i could have technically put the animals by themselves and uh in a car and like turned it on or something but i don't think that just doesn't sound right i was like you don't you need to be there because who knows what's going on, especially with dogs. You can't lock dogs in a car and then just drive off. Even if the car is running, you know, if if, if they need something or something was wrong, somebody's got to be there. And you're not allowed to ride in a car on a, you know, getting pulled by a truck on a trolley thing. So.
0: Right. It's interesting because that's really important. A lot of people have dogs and pets and things like that that they're taking down, and this is really good information that it can be done. you know I, I've taken a dog from here to South Carolina before, and that was even a bit of a challenge in a minivan, you know, uh, but I also have a large family, so uh,
1: a, a funny anecdote about that. Um, <clears throat> we had a one of our dogs is a was is a pug. And he, we we made it there. It was probably like seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, something like that. And uh, maybe it was even a little bit earlier. <clears throat> I think it might have been slightly dark out yet, as a matter of fact. I remember it being dark. Yeah, so maybe it was like 5 in the morning. But anyway, we got to the house after all that. You know, the dogs ran in. We had four of them at the time. They all ran in. We opened the sliding door to let them out in the backyard to go to the bathroom. And... The pug ran out first. He wanted to be you know the leader of the pack and he, he fell right into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> he, he marched right out and splashed right in and we never forgot that. He, he, he was so proud of himself as he burst through the door, just walk, strutting right out and just straight into the pool because they don't really see that good, the pug so he couldn't. <laughs> and he, he, he didn't we didn't we never had a pool, so he didn't know he didn't even know what a pool was probably all of a sudden there's a big thing of water there (laughs) so
0: that's good that's good uh yeah as far as uh i can't really think of anything else uh um as far as uh jobs and things like that go i think it's important to note that you had really lined yourself up well with that remote job and even at that time that wasn't exactly as common as it is now, given the era that we're living in. I mean, I think there's a lot more people. I bet you there's probably twice as many people working remote jobs at this point than there was when you oh, were geez. able to to do that. So uh, is there a particular uh, place that you could advise anyone or, or a particular way that you could advise anyone to find a job like that 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 you've used or heard of? Uh.
1: Well, not really, because that it it's in every industry, almost any industry that that can do it has been at least experimenting with it. Like I I've got a friend who does medical billing and stuff, and she's been working at home for years too, and. I work in the construction industry, so I look at specifications and floor plans, and I I, I I do stuff like that, so I can work at home too. But usually, the only advice I could probably give you is, if you're just starting out, you probably are not going to get offered a remote position. They seem to reserve them as a way to entice people with more experience to come on board, you know, like, like, The the first job that I had was in an office, and I still could have stayed there. Like I could probably still be working there today if I wanted to, but I decided to take a chance and keep things uh, moving around because if you just stay in the same job forever, chances are new opportunities aren't going to come up, including moving to Florida will never be easy. So for me, I left it for a longer commute, was able to turn that into – part-time working at, you know, remotely, and was able to, to transition from there to a job that was all remote. But if I would have stayed at my first place, I'd probably just still be there, because why would I need to work remote? It was, like, it was like five miles away from me. It wasn't, no need. So, you know, uh, I guess just keep an eye out for opportunities, but um, I think it's available in almost every field now. You know, whatever field doesn't require you to actually be doing stuff physically, you can probably find a remote position. And I know, um, even teachers and stuff now. I I, I, there's not a lot positive coming out of this pandemic thing, but I think one of the positive things is, turns out kids can learn remotely too. You know, not all of them, but some Mm -hmm. of them. So there could always be opportunities in the future for things like that too like imagine if if uh you know if if someone like your wife could work at home work from home and still utilize you know her expertise it's like it's getting more and more common but you just have to look for it you can't go out and just get it you can't go oh i'll just work remote it's like no, you need to you need to find a job, do well at it and make it so your employer would rather you work remote than lose you. That's a, the best way I could tell you to do it. <laughs> so,
0: and no, uh, that, that that's true. Yeah. That's important like uh, education. There's a lot of online learning from colleges to uh To high school level. And in fact, we have a smaller district here, and our district here in Pennsylvania even has hybrid models. And they they had hybrid models before the pandemic. And you know, so I think that is a a big trend where maybe someone goes into school to take tests, a proctored test or something like that for two days, or something like that, and the rest is online. But we also have a completely online option here. And the Mm -hmm. and the reason why. They're doing that is uh, You know they don't want to lose the money From the federal government or state government Where people are going to an online Model you know with the Charter school or something so That, that you'll find that in a lot of public Schools now So
1: Yeah so and I, I don't know how much further you want to go On this podcast but Well I we think can, that's it I was going to say because we could get into uh, Maybe the next one we could Do what it's like Living in Florida, what's the yeah. good, what's the bad, what's better, what's worse, yeah. what's... You know. I'd
0: like to do that, like, I, I mean, we'll do that, uh, uh you know, when I get back from from down there, you know, and that'll be the next version in the, or the next episode, but... Uh, yeah,
1: because
0: I, I think some people need a reminder that Florida is not
1: the answer to all their problems.
0: Their right, problems, exactly.
1: Most of their problems will go with you, except for maybe snow, that doesn't go with yeah. you, but... If you had a lot of problems, don't think. It, it's like the people who think uh, having a baby will help this relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, moving to Florida, if you have a lot of problems, it may just exaggerate those problems. It could bring them to the surface more. So make sure you're in a, a decent uh, place in your mind first. Don't just, it's not an answer. It's uh, it's just changing some problem, you know. You change uh, cold to hot and whatever one th- something uh, allergies to mosquitoes it's like <laughs> you're, you're just changing them up and the main thing is disney's there so then you go there and go oh, it's all worthwhile that's the yeah. difference that's the biggest difference we can get into the good and the bad and the, all the other stuff in an, uh, another podcast because again unlike other podcasts i've heard it's not all perfect and everything's great. And once you move to Florida, life is just grand and it never is d- difficult. Because I have honestly heard that before. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And it's all just perfect when you move here. It's like, no.
0: So there's not. not like, so you guys all in Florida aren't like one current big massive family just welcoming everyone down?
1: No, no. No other podcasters that I know have invited me over to their house. I'm not personal friends with Tim Tracker or any of the, those bloggers we love. And I love Tim Tracker, too. I've met him, but he's not my personal friend, and we're not hanging out. <laughs> he wouldn't know who I was if he tripped over me. He, so just one of those things. It's uh, You're pretty much by yourself down here, too. You, you get to know your neighbors and all that, but it's not... You know, there's, so just want to point that out. It's if if you're having a rough time in life, moving to Florida will not be your answer to all your problems. But it could be great, though. It could be. That's up to you, not Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the bad stuff that happens to the Florida man. Just yeah, don't
0: right. All right. <laughs> exactly i mean you have people that have parks with tigers and stuff down there and yeah, you know carol yeah, carol baskin Carole fly, down there so perfect. you know I, I don't uh better not get into that
1: <laughs> there's husband's going missing all over the place
0: you just don't know yeah yeah there you go <laughs> all right so i think that'll about do it john Where can we find you online?
1: You can find me at c.wdw on Instagram, on Facebook, and on TikTok. Yeah, that's right. If you really want to. (laughs) And on c.wdw on YouTube and... I think that's it. I do have a Twitter account. I just have to find the credentials.
0: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the T H E E giant rat. And I'll be bringing some content or actually when this podcast is broadcast, I will be actively probably bringing content to those, those places, uh, because I will probably be back from my vacation and florida and to the walt disney world resort by that time so next week we're going to cover part three in the series where we talk about as john had mentioned uh you know what it's like in florida and once you move down there everything involved in that and uh, so we hope you come back for that one and we'll see you then stay safe on your adventures